Well, hey guys, Ben here with another riveting episode of Theology for You, and I'm honored that Victoria is back with us on this episode. So, how's it going? Hey, it's going well. I'm glad to be here. Well, we're glad you're here. Just as a word of warning, if you ever drink a Coke around <laughs> Victoria, you know how Coke's... Hopefully we won't get sued over this, but uh, Coke has that share of Coke with so-and-so. I've got a Coke Zero here, which is John Piper's favorite drink, mm. that says share a Coke Zero which with was, Michael. Yeah. Your Coke was intended for Michael. Yeah. Just saying. Well, but Victoria will rib you like none other. <laughs> I just think it's funny every single time I say that joke, like, oh, that's Julie's Coke. You shouldn't be drinking it. It's just funny to me. So it hasn't stopped you from drinking Coke yet. Well, Michael has been kind enough to share his Coke with me. <laughs> so, yes, now that we have that out of the My way. My lame joke out of the way. I feel better. Um, <laughs> so we're going to start a uh, little series or whatever yeah. you want to call it. A few installments. Um, I think we're just going to call it theology for your marriage because theology for anything is great. Um, so, what we're really going to do, or what we're going to do, is um, look at three S's in these three episodes. We're going to look at the symptoms, the sin, and the solution. And the symptom is really a manifestation of the sin of the heart. It reveals the sin of the heart. And then the sin of the heart is the sin behind the sin, as a study we did at church put it. And then the solution is going to be the theological truth that we can use to fight this um, in our marriages. And even though we're specifically going to talk in the context of marriage, a lot of this is going to be applicable to those who are not married as well so yeah anything to add did i cover it well i think you did i think we're ready right. to go great let me get a swig of michael's Mike coke zero <laughs> poor michael <laughs> so uh the first first one that we're going to do here we're going to pick on victoria a little bit because this was her idea mm. um thanks and so the first symptom that we're going to look at is a uh the feeling of being trapped in your marriage. <laughs> you sound like a great person. <laughs> but anyway, the feeling of being trapped in your marriage. And when, when we look at this, um, we're looking at it from the context of, I have a pretty good marriage, yeah. but I feel trapped. We're not, yeah. we're not looking at it from a standpoint of maybe someone who's in an abusive relationship, whether that's physically, emotionally, verbally. Um, so we don't want to belittle or demean those uh, situations at all. So we're looking at this from really the context of a normal marriage. There, the normal disagreements, uh, people leaving socks on the floor, stuff like that, just uh, starts to weigh just, on you. Yeah, just normal. <laughs> yeah, just normal stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. And if you are in one of those more serious type situations and you you would say that i feel trapped or stuck um obviously we would encourage you to go to your local church yeah your pastor go to your pastor um you may have elders at your church that are set up to do counseling that sort of thing and go seek help from them um, from other <clears throat> christian brothers and sisters so but again we were just talking about kind of my husband is good you know i went into this marriage knowing who i was marrying and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I just feel trapped. What do I do? 
Yes. So since this is your issue, issue, <laughs> um, um, yeah, ex- explain it a little bit, and then we'll once we explain the symptom, we'll talk about the sin of the heart. Right after that. Yeah. Okay. So early um, on in our marriage, we had like a two-year dating slash engagement period and got married. So again, it was a it wasn't like we met and then a week later got married. Um, you know, kind of had some long, extensive dating, get to know you time, premarital counseling, that sort of thing. But um, shortly into our marriage, we um, found ourselves pregnant, which was exciting for one of us and terrifying for the other of us. Um, and I really started, I think it wasn't so much the pregnancy itself, but I think maybe getting pregnant so quickly um, kind of opened up some other things in my heart. Um, like, oh man, you know, this this wasn't really my plan. My plan was to graduate from the college that I went to and go kind of travel and work. Um, that was sort of my my dream, I guess. And instead I got married to you, which was wonderful. But I did kind of take that, that unexpected turn in our lives as sort of like a a way just to get out maybe some frustration or anger or whatever, whatever it was. We'll talk about that in a second. Just, you know, man, I wanted all these other things. And now my thinking at the time was sort of like, I'm stuck in this small town, married to this guy, and now I'm pregnant and I can't go anywhere. And my life was going down a dark hole that I never had intended it to go down. And I just really kind of got lost in a, um, yeah, I don't know. It was kind of lost in thinking about how bad things were compared to what I wanted them to be. And I think I, we had a conversation when I, I kind of remember it was one of those difficult, probably tearful on my part conversations and I told you I feel stuck and trapped and you said something like well stuck is a horrible word to use and I said well how else do you say it if you feel like you can't go anywhere and you said well I guess that's feeling stuck so like so anyway that's the background um and kind of through the process we're about to share with you I um was able to work through this issue and not that it, it has kind of come up from time to time since then but again, just kind of going through these steps that we'll discuss and remembering the theology behind marriage and um, addressing sin issues at the heart has kind of, I guess each time I've ever come up with this feeling since then, that first initial like, oh my gosh, I feel really stuck. I think every time we've worked through it has made me stronger of a Christian and better wife and that progressive sanctification. So that's the background. So that's the background. That's the symptom. Yeah. What's the... Um sin of the heart yeah i would right Uh think the sin so if you feel trapped in something the sin i again at least for me it could be different for other people but for how we'll talk about it was discontent was just kind of looking at what i had um and being very ungrateful for it being angry said frustrated that that was my situation um not being grateful for for the good things, like you have a husband who loves you, you have a roof over your head, you know, you, whatever, mm-hmm. you're in a, a good marriage, um, that sort of thing just kind of wasn't looking at the, not to be like, just look at the positive, but you know, it wasn't, it wasn't looking at things God had blessed me with. It was just looking at things I didn't have and that I wanted. Um, so no backward view, backwards view or forward looking. Hmm. In other words, oh yeah, not looking yeah. back and seeing what God 
had done and looking to the future to see. Think about what he might do. Might do. Yeah. yeah, it was just looking where he was. And this isn't where I want to be, so I'm really upset about it. Yeah. So this discontent. discontent. Mm-hmm. Um, in all of these episodes that we're going to do, really what we're getting at, this is um, an aspect of the Christian life that we call sanctification. Mm. Which, um, if you just had to, to define it, it's the process by which we become more like Jesus. Mm. Yeah. It's uh, we work, God works. Um, so when we talked about this, one of the big things, and I think I'm going to add one other thing mm-hmm. uh, to it as well that we might start with, is... Um, Really looking at God's design for marriage. Yeah. Um, but one thing I want to look at very quickly mm-hmm. is just sanctification in general. Okay. And then yeah. we'll go into how this, hopefully how all this works together. Yeah. Um, Philippians, there's two places. We've got Philippians two twelve through 13. This is just a good picture of sanctification. Paul writes to the church in Philippi. And says, therefore, my beloved, as you've always obeyed, so now, not only as in my presence, but much more much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. So there's our part. We work mm-hmm. out our salvation um, because, as Paul puts it, um, we're already beloved. Mm-hmm. So we're working out our salvation. But why do we do it with fear and trembling? Well, we do it with fear and trembling for it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. So hmm. we're working as a response to what God is doing in us through the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Then an often quoted verse um, in Philippians, in, we're going to start in verse 12. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger and abundance and need. And then Paul says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. This is one of those wonderful coffee mug verses. Mm -hmm. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. And that's a great verse. But I think we often apply it in, um, I'm going to go out and do these great things for God because I can do all things through him who strengthens me. But Paul's talking about these things in adversity. So I think it especially applies here. All things includes our fight against sin mm. so i can fight against sin uh, because of him who strengthens me so you can fight for your marriage uh, because of what god has done and god's big design for marriage is that that relationship would um, mirror the relationship of christ Mm. in the church and we see that in Ephesians 5 I'm going to skip to verse 25 Um, we're not going to uh, go through the first part because I don't want people to think I'm just going to slam Victoria and tell her to submit and all her problems will go away (laughs) but um, Paul starts out in verse 25 husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her so God's design for marriage is that the husband and wife's relationship would picture, mirror, I guess might be a good word, the relationship between Christ and the church. And that relationship between Christ and the church is formed, created, because Christ gave himself up 
for her. Mm -hmm. In other words, the atonement. Mm -hmm. um, Christ reconciling sinners to God and Christ recon reconciling God to sinners. That's what Jesus is doing uh, in the atonement. So that relationship between husband and wife is meant to mirror, mirror that. And then it's all for our sanctification. Paul specifically is saying that he might sanctify her, the church, and the he is Jesus, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. And then Paul says, in the same way, husbands should love their own wives as their own bodies. Um, but we love in the same way, not to the same degree. Our love, my love as a husband, is to mirror the, the love of Christ. But the the bigger thing when we apply it to this situation is that that discontent mm -hmm. can not only be a discontent with the situation, but if we're not careful, discontent for the design that God has for the relationship. Would you say that's true? Yeah. You mean specifically that it's a it's a covenant like just just like Christ in the church, Christ is not ever going to leave the church and he's he died for the church, you know, he's giving himself up like you just read for the church and that's a ongoing thing. It's not something you can just kind of bail it's an out. Ongoing of. Relationship, yeah. Right, right. An ongoing covenant relationship. Um so yeah, like is that is that what you were getting at? Well, y y yes, but also <clears throat> our our uh, lack of contentment. I think not only um, means we're not content with the situation, but also sometimes the design of the situation. Uh, mm, that it's is meant, that, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, is that make a little bit clearer that way. It is, yeah. Um, Sorry, misunderstood. That's okay. Um, because the situation that you're in, no matter what the situation is, mm -hmm. God has a purpose in it. Right. And specifically in marriage, when we're discontent, discontent with that relationship, I think we may not come out and say this, but at the end of the day, it's probably really a discontent with the design that God has for it. Mm. Um, with the feeling of being trapped or being stuck. It's mm -hmm. like, well, I don't want to, you've never said this, but there could be the possibility of saying, well, I don't, at the end of the day, I don't really want to do what God has designed this for. Mm, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. That's definitely, if we're, if we're talking about the, the sin behind the sin, that's mm -hmm. definitely, yeah. yeah. And I may have never said that, but that's certainly, I would think what, what the actions are showing. Like that is definitely the heart attitude that the action mm -hmm. shows. So. Yeah, so we so we fight the feeling in general of discontent by just looking at what is God's design behind everything. Mm -hmm. um, why is God uh, doing this? Uh, you know, um, Spurgeon had that has that quote um, that if there was a I'm paraphrasing here, but <laughs> if there was a better place for you to be, that's the place that God would put you in. Mm, yeah. So where you are in, um, and no matter where you are in your 
marriage relationship even yeah. although things in some ways will always improve as you grow closer to Christ but at that very moment it's where God wants you yeah um, it's necessary for your sanctification yeah and that's a hard thing to say I mean you don't want to say that lightly mm, yeah yeah right it's true though I mean it's the hard thing sometimes is the it, what sounds maybe light mm-hmm. is definitely true so mm-hmm. It just has a lot to, to speak in the need to speak truth in love to yeah. friends and family and, you know, and um, <laughs> Didn't you write a blog post once? Um, some long line, holy hurts or something yeah, like that. Yeah, Like sanctification is never hurts. easy. No. Um, becoming more like Jesus is never easy. So if anybody ever tells you that it is, run. They're liars. Mm. Um, yeah, there's definitely a rub and tension. And yeah. I think it's, it's okay to... Yeah, that blog post, we'll put that in the show notes, but that blog post you're talking about, I think it was sort of me, like, coming to terms with the fact that this is hard, and it's okay to say that it's hard. Yeah. So I do think oftentimes we'll want to gloss over the Christian life and say that these these things that are making us more like Jesus, these circumstances or um, situations we're dealing with or what have you, you know, we want to think, like, oh, being a Christian means that we sprinkle, like, unicorns and sunshine on everything and it's all better you know but that's not that's just not the case it's mm-hmm. it's difficult if we think about christ's death on the cross that was not an easy thing mm-hmm. so obviously if that's the mechanism that's making us more like christ it's not you know it's not always going to be easy pleasant mm-hmm. and that's and, and god is sufficient still but it's okay to say hey this really you know <laughs> this is a real bummer right now or this is difficult or whatever but but with that in view in mind like you can say, I know this is a purpose for right now. It's really, really difficult. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I'm trying to find a verse, and I thought I knew where it was, and I can't find it now. Oh. Um, it's, okay. it's, it's where that song, Trading My Sorrows, comes from. You know? The joy, yeah. Yeah. The joy comes in the morning. Yeah. It's Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, I just... I hate when I do Darkness this. lasts for the night. The yeah. joy comes in the morning. Yeah. Um, but even in that passage, I can't find it right now. That's, I hate that. It's okay. <laughs> but in that passage, I'm going to keep looking. But in that passage, he he's essentially saying um, that... He's saying, I've got these, I've, I've been beaten, mm. I've done this, I've done that, this has happened to me. Um, but it, no matter what has actually happened, there's joy even in in the hardship. So there's that passage that Paul has in it's actually 2 Corinthians 6, um, which talks about the hardships that he has. He says, through honor and dishonor, through slander and praise, we are treated as impostors and yet are true, as unknown yet well-known, as dying and behold we live, as punished and yet not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing. So he's saying that even in those hardships, even in those hard times, the things that are painful, and I'm sure that was, uh, Corinthian church was just messed up, like, Mm. bad. Um, So... uh, but for Paul to go through that and for them to 
accept what other people were saying about Paul, even though it was slanderous and wrong. Um, but yet he says, sorrowful, yet rejoicing. So just that idea. Yeah. And even though we're going through hard times, um, even the hard times, God has a design in it. Mm-hmm. We may not ever know what the design is, mm-hmm. um, but that at the end of the day, we know that it works mm-hmm. for our good and works uh, for God's glory. That song we sing at church has the little bridge, if you want the technical musical term. Um, Even in the valley, you are faithful. And it says you're working for our good mm-hmm. and for your glory. And then it goes on to say, even what the enemy means for evil, you're working for our good yeah. and for your glory. So anytime that God is working for his glory in our lives, it's always for our good. Mm-hmm. Glory equals good. So that's deep, yeah. So, um, absolutely, yeah. So, <laughs> but just that going back to the design, we live within the design um, of mm-hmm. what God is what what God wants marriage to be, what God says marriage is, um, what it's supposed to be for His uh, children, and um, any time that we're discontent with it is just a sin no matter how the sin is manifested it doesn't have to necessarily be the feeling of being trapped in mm-hmm. the relationship but however that sin is manifested it's always just it doesn't glorify god therefore it's not for our good mm-hmm. so anything else you would add or anything um other than just kind of i think obviously like the the deep the only way to answer kind of a feeling of being trapped or discontent with your marriage is, as we kind of said, going to the, the solution of, of God's word, you know, God's word is life and speaks life into situations. Um, so that's, that's the ultimate way, you know, but as far as some things that were helpful for me during that time, just kind of practical little steps being, you know, being under God's word is obviously the first you kind of exhausted and, most important, but, um, you know, just kind of doing things like to read back through your wedding vows. If you happen to have those remembering what you promised to your spouse, um, for, I mean, talking like seriously talking to, um, a pastor, if you feel that that's needed for some counseling or an elder in your church, um, even just a, you know, if you're a woman, talk to another woman, Christian woman in your church, who's married and has some experience of your guy talking to another Christian dude, um, who can maybe just help you work through these things and just like even even if you're not feeling kind of happy or content at that moment in your marriage just kind of pushing through you know I think during that time we still like we still had date nights and whatever you know intentional times like just just still do that you know kind of push push onward um and be being honest with your spouse like i think that's okay too so they your spouse can know how to be praying for you and how to serve you as you work through these issues it's not it's not a big ugly secret you need to hide it's something you need to get out there and you know work on together but just yeah even i I think if you let something like this linger even in a good normal marriage your marriage can turn abnormal and not good if you you know that this is why we kind of address it um, because if you let stuff like this hang around, it's a it's an unwelcome guest in your home, and you want to, you know, get those get sent out as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Would you say? Um, 
that this is one of these areas where you know the reality, mm-hmm. the truth, God's design for marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what um, you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Is this one of these areas or one of these um, instances, maybe, instead of areas, that you just need to just obey? Yeah. Even though you don't feel like it? Yep. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely say so. And that's not that's not a glamorous or, like, romantic thing to say. But, yeah, some, sometimes you, like, you do just kind of have to suck it up and go on a date night with your spouse, even if you're kind of grumpy with them for whatever reason at the moment, because that's the, that's the right thing to do. You know, you need to be intentional and keep pursuing things. If you don't, yeah, I can, especially if you're um, dealing with, kind of a, a particular sin issue as Christians we know our sin is conquered but it's still you know we're still wrestling with with the flesh you know you may not want to be getting into God's word but just do it just make yourself sit down and do it and mm-hmm. pray beg God that he'll he'll use it and he will that, that's a prayer God always answers yes to work through his word so um yeah no absolutely just kind of sometimes you have to sometimes you got to put your big boy pants on and just obey you can tweet that but <laughs> um no absolutely absolutely and then and in the obeying i think god god is honored you're being faithful and it will turn you know there's moments where marriage might feel more like a duty it will become a delight sooner rather than later if you mm-hmm. kind of stay faithful and pursue pursue god's design for it submit yourself to god's will for marriage and for you in that moment like that that's yeah. what makes us you know yeah what and i think too because um hmm. i think where you're under um i would call it a disillusion mm-hmm. that um god is not honored when we obey even when we don't feel like it mm. i think god is still honored yeah when we obey even when we don't feel like it and i think it's it can even be through those times when we obey, when we don't feel like it, that on the other side of that obedience, yeah. there's great joy awaiting. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, it's not a forever yeah. circumstance. Mm-hmm. You're not going to always be, yeah, forcing yourself to obey. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. It's, yeah. I, and that that was definitely my case. And as I said, kind of as times where this has come up again in different ways, you know, doing the same things. Like per, being being a good wife to you, even if I don't feel like it, mm-hmm. you know, that's yeah. definitely um, come through, like you said, on the other side with more joy than than before. So, so keep trucking, people, <laughs> like yeah. for the glory of God, just do it. All right. Well, we have um, picked on Victoria enough, so we Thanks. will <laughs> end this episode. She's on the verge of tears. Oh, I'm, I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, next time we'll pick on me yeah, and look at another, um, marital issue, um, that people might have. So that I've had, so, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, thanks for listening. Hope this was helpful and encouraging. Um, if you have any, um, truths to maybe look at for this situation, feel free to share them here on the site. We'd love to, yeah, love to hear from you. So. Until next time. Thanks, guys.